0: We are back. Yes, it is another episode of Extra Bases with Bristol and Booth. Jason Bristol, Jeremy Booth. Man, you smell good. Is that like the New Balance? Does New Balance have a fragrance? Because that
1: you smell tremendous. It's laundry detergent. <laughs> it's oh, laundry detergent huh. and deodorant. I don't know if that's a... Um a good thing that I happen to maybe it stands out, or a bad thing that normally you can't tell. Well, um, I don't know. Uh,
0: yeah. well, here's what I can tell you. Uh, right. Here's what we can say about the Astros at this point. Um, last year,
1: was it last year you pushed the panic button? It's last summer, yes, it was. They're in the middle of a losing streak, and the question was, are we panicking or are we not? And I think I panicked. <laughs> Uh We got some, we got some problems. We have a center fielder that's hurt. We have the need for a right handed bat in the lineup. We have your best reliever that gets hurt every year and starting rotation. It's now on the DL and coming back in September. We've had catching issues. We've had chemistry issues. We've had offensive issues. I'm absolutely Whoa, pushing the pain yeah. well, push, and I'm not just Look pushing it for right done. now. Look what you've done. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not just pushing it for right now. We have, some, we have a long term, some, some issues that are coming up here. The Astros need to figure out right now. And, and to, for me, the, the acquisition of Osuna Demonstrates the panic, the need for panic in the bullpen. So, for me, I think it's time to get concerned, not about making the postseason, about winning another World Series, and the window in general. Oh wow!
0: Okay, so you push the panic button. Then I got thinking about this the other day. The way this team is constructed, the injuries it's had, the fact that they need a starter or two. Do we need to push the panic button again? Because I feel right now that perhaps it's a more panic button-worthy time now
1: than it has since the end of 2016 well you know the clip said that it's not about pushing the panic button for right now it's about pushing the panic button for next year which would be 2019 and and beyond right it's uh they needed to sign pitching. They didn't do that. We, we talked about free agency. They didn't address it. We talked about what they had in the system. They didn't listen. They, I mean, I don't know how else to say it. They just didn't listen. They tried to make trades, and, and, and the industry not making trades with them told you what they really had in the system, right? Um, it's absolutely time to panic right now. Um, more than last year. Next year is going to be more than this year, right? Garrett Cole, for example, said he's looking forward to free agency, right? Looking forward to the process. California... Has two teams in se- where he's from, mm-hmm. the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim and the Los Angeles Dodgers. Here's here's the one thing about those two teams too, they have a lot of money, a lot of cake, and they're not afraid to spend it. The Angels just re-signed somebody long-term by the name of, oh yeah, Mike Trout. Yeah. Um. And the Dodgers are never afraid to spend. So back to the Astros, you see more pieces breaking off. We talked about. Over the, over the offseason, before we started in spring training and the preseason stuff, they needed to address their rotation. We talked about their offense was going to hit. We talked about last week they're going to outslug everybody, and they're going to have to when you brought up who was going to be the, the non-all-star addition in the second half. And I think you said uh, Correa, and Matt mm-hmm. said Altuve, and I said Alvarez, and any number of those guys are all three is going to put some runs up. But there's no arms, man. There's no arms. The bullpen's overtaxed. um, the guys they have in the rotation in the back end are having to eat too many innings. They let their one of the best starters in the game walk, literally walk to Tampa Bay, um, who who, when he came here said, I want to finish my career in Houston. And now all of a sudden, he's a Ray. They re-signed Verlander, but they didn't re-sign Keuchel even after the draft. I, I, don't, I don't get what these guys are doing. Um, and because of that, yeah, it's time to panic. You're right.
0: Because I think for an Astros fan, this – has to be the most worrisome point because I went back to 2017 and I was speaking with our colleague, Matt Musil here at KHOU 11 sports. And I, we got talking and he said, yeah, 2017 was rough because you can remember Dallas Keuchel. He spoke out. Keuchel spoke out because they needed another arm. They needed a guy like a Justin Verlander and they didn't have one. And they were, they were, they were needing somebody who, I don't want to call, and I don't want to say an ace because Dallas Keuchel felt that he was the ace, but they needed to make a move to improve their team, right? And they hadn't done that, and and he was very vocal about that. And of course, they ended up getting Justin Verlander, and the rest is history. But they had last still. year. Go on. Yep. They felt pretty good, right? I mean. <laughs> And But now, mm, I don't know. I, 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 w- certainly, Jeff has to make a move. The Astros have to make a move. If they go into the playoffs with this team, I don't know. Even if everybody's healthy, I don't know if they can get out of the first round of the playoffs.
1: So, Jason, 2017, though, we talked about the Verlander trade, right? And mm-hmm. Keiko's comment. And, and, yeah, right on time. And, and they went and did something, but they had something to trade with. They don't have anything to trade with. I mean, a guy like A.J. Reed, for example, they held on... For too long, and he's a, he's with the White Sox now, yeah. right? Uh, it's indicative of the Astros not wanting to trade their assets, and you leave them in AAA for too long, and people stall out. Development doesn't continue, and teams know you have to trade. You have to trade those guys, and their value diminishes because they know you have to move somebody at some point. The Astros at that time were still playing with somebody else's hand. They're still playing with what was left behind for them, right? Now that now that's that's gone. All that stuff's gone. Everything that was left here by the previous regime, the pre-Jeff Luno regime, has now left. It's in the big leagues, or it's been traded, or it's no longer playing baseball. It's not here. So now it's about what they have in the system. If you're going to go out, your 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 best trade acquisition from a rotation standpoint should have been signing your own free agent. I, how does that hap- How does that happen? How does Dallas Keuchel end up in Atlanta? Instead of here, he wanted too much money. Oh, okay. He what was it? Twenty-one million dollar contract they said he signed or whatever it was. He got thirteen. Got thirteen. Okay, we talked to this before, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It's not a twenty-one million, whatever, whatever it was. It's thirteen million, and the Astros wouldn't give him thirteen million. The Astros wouldn't just put that on paper to give him thirteen. I think at that point
0: though, it was about pride. I think he felt slighted by the Astros. So why slighted?
1: Huh? Why slide him if you're there? I'm not saying he's right or wrong, but I'm saying
0: at, later on in the process, for the, for him to go back to the Astros probably wasn't in the cards because he felt perhaps
1: offended. You know what I'm saying? About I don't Get it? But I'm saying from the beginning, why just why not just sign him? Why not just? It became painfully apparent it was going to be a one year deal. Why not just sign the guy?
0: Well, it takes two to tango, and he probably okay. All right.
1: Well, point. And so when we're talking about Garrett Cole saying who supposedly loves being here. Okay, And hey, don't get me wrong, man. It's a great place. I mean, I live here. You live here. It's great. Um, These free agents are... Marwin Gonzalez not here. These free agents have a tendency to to get tired of how they're being treated by the front office. And they're throwing up deuces is what they're doing. They're getting out of here. So um, without signing free agents, and we talked about it last year, without paying all these guys to be here, they have to have something to go get other players. They have to draft well to at least give them some hope going forward. And they've done neither. They won't pay for the agents, even their own, right, on the mound. And they won't draft. They refuse to draft well. They refuse. The guys that you have in the system now, the one everybody's waiting on, the, quote, aircraft carriers, Forrest Whitley, and, and, and I'm concerned for the guy's health. I'm just concerned for his health. It's starting to become a concern. Corbin Martin's down for next year and a half. McCullers isn't back, and he belongs in the bullpen anyway, right? What do you got then? Corbin Martin? Bullpen. Bukowskis bullpen. Where are all these bullpies big firearms Josh James starter stop it. bullpen. How many relievers can you get Jason? We got one starter and 11 relievers is that what we are doing?
0: Well, that's what they have. Well actually <laughs> the first few days in Anaheim that's what they've done. they've had to do it they've had to throw they've had to throw their relievers to start the game unless but, they- and, that's, and that goes back to my point that man, I don't think we've had a situation with this team. That they've missed, they've been missing so many pieces, yeah, in the last few years.
1: Oh, yeah, I mean, look, the reality is that they have the Astros have a window. And look, I hear from other people around the industry, and they keep saying, Oh, people in Houston are saying the Astros window is just beginning. Stop, it's not you, you can keep it open a while longer. I don't know about that, you know, reading some.
0: Reading some websites and things like that, I'm I'm getting the sense now that when I read some of the comment sections, yeah. what are they saying? <laughs> they're saying kind of what you've been saying, Jeremy. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. What they've been saying, kind of what you've been saying, that um, something my ear. The pitching. <laughs> yeah. Who have they developed? Huh. That a lot of the talent was from a previous regime. What have you done for me lately? Sounds like And some, sounds
1: like some original thought. The system
0: seems to be not as deep as
1: one would think. So it's a shallow end of the pool? I mean, look you were just where where were you again? You were in Potomac? Yeah, I was in Potomac by accident. Yeah, I was
0: in Potomac by accident. <laughs> and
1: you saw their high A team.
0: I did see their high A team, the Fayetteville Woodpeckers. Hmm. What we got? Anything? <laughs> um, I wasn't
1: particularly impressed. That's it's a long line, now of people who aren't particularly impressed. Was it underwhelming?
0: It was underwhelming. It was underwhelming. You, should, you know, I should rank the Astros. Not system. saying
1: there. I'm not saying
0: there aren't major leaguers there. Oh, go play in the big leagues with somebody. I'm just saying for a day to draft people high. An impact, I'm, I, I just, um,
1: yeah. Underwhelming. So last two drafts, we've sat here, and you've said underwhelming, right? Yeah, okay. I think I, I did say that. So we should just, instead of rank, when they go rank the systems, I'll, I'll talk to Carlos Colazzo in Baseball America, I talked to him, and Keith Law, and I'll say, hey, guys, look, next time you rank the systems, don't give the Astros a grade, just put underwhelming. Just give it underwhelming. So, you know, look, you can't, i say it again, I said it before, I'll say it again. The Astros can't continue to act like you're smarter than everybody else. And, and everybody's starting to wake up. They're waking up to it. You're 100% right. They're waking up to it. What the scouting industry, what the other clubs have known for five years now is that this was going to end. It was going to end, okay? And the reality is Mike Elias in Baltimore is doing some good things over there. He's not approaching it the same way. He's doing some good things over there. So um, the Astros need to make a pivot in a hurry and you need to spend money or draft better. Spend money or draft better. And if they're not going to do either, Houston fans, I think last year I said push the panic button with both hands. So now I'm going to add a foot and I'm going to push it with three appendages, okay? Because we have it's 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 over unless you unless you fix it. That's not not redeem, It is redeemable. It's not like it's too far gone, Jason. It's they can get it back, but they got to do something. They can take it back, but they got to do something.
0: Uh, Baseball America compiled a list of the uh, bonus amounts handed out for this past draft, mm. and the Astros were second from the bottom. Now, the Red Sox, if I remember correctly, were also in that vicinity. Is that a case of being frugal, or is it a case of you are allotted a smaller bonus. A little bit, of, uh, little bit a slower, a sl- a, You're allotted a smaller bonus pool because you are one of the better teams in the league.
1: It's a little bit of both. I mean, it's unfair to ding the Astros for not spending in the draft because they got less money than everybody else. I mean, they picked 32, mm-hmm. right? So it's, it's un- that's unfair. And, and look, I'm not a big fan of the way they do things. I, I that's pretty. That's on the record, right? I mean, like, A.J. Hinch has done a phenomenal job. They got pretty good talent in the big leagues. But above that, there's some questions for me There always has been. That said, I think it, it's it's unfair to hit them hard and say, hey, you spent 5 bucks and you only had seven fifty to spend. I don't think, I think that's fair. That's unfair. What I would say is, though, when you draft, you have one shot in the first round in that type of a draft, picking the back of every round to, to do something with some impact and ceiling, and you took a guy you could have gotten in the 10th round. Not necessarily his name. But a guy like that in the tenth round, so um, that's what I mean about draft better. I mean Seth Beer last year, yeah, he's in Double A as a college guy, but he better be, right? He better be. So, you know, we're talking about a kid who, who we're talking about guys. They're taking players that are don't have any. I mean, they're second division regulars at best, and I, that's that's not. If they keep doing that in the draft, those guys are going to cost less because they're going ahead of where they were with everybody else with
0: the Astros, right? Checking out baseballreference.com, they have their uh, World Series probabilities. Winning the World Series, the Astros, 12.2% chance, the Twins, 10.8% chance, the Yankees, 9.5% chance, the Dodgers, 29.6% chance. Mets in there? (laughs) Which one (laughs) Which American League team Would you put the most money on Which American League team Would you put the most money on To win the World Series right now Boston Red Sox
1: Why Because they're still the champs You know And and I, I say that because I'm They're eight games out man Yeah I know but they can catch fire with that offense. They can figure it out. They have some people coming back. Wait a minute. Say, you said the Rays that. were going to eat,
0: win the East. Well, I was going to say, as well, I that's said that. Well, still
1: the Red Sox could. As I say that, you know, the the, the Rays are hunting. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just, the, you know, the wild card has been pretty successful in the postseason. True. You know, it's not about who's got the best record in the regular season. It's about who's playing the best at the time. I thought the Astros were a better club than the Red Sox last year. Truthfully, so did yeah. you. And they should have won a second year in a row. And then they've had a meltdown in Boston. And that was it. And then. You know, we decided to eat some chicken for, for dinner one night and instead of having some prime rib. You know? So it's it's some it's something that uh, you know, I, I don't know. Boston Red Sox from you're the champs till you're not the champs anymore. Okay. Um I think that you know it's been a struggle there. Um I think the you know, there's a lot of other clubs that are better, but I think they gotta run on them. I think if you had to rank
0: the Astros clubs, on July 18th this year last year and the year before
1: this would be the weakest of the three i'd go 18 17 and 19 yeah yeah i, I just i think the astros were well i'll take that back when did they get verlander in 17 well it was after the wait yeah. after the first trade deadline yeah, right so and So i would go seven. no after the second trade deadline Yeah, yeah so it I, was the wave. i'd go 18 17 yeah yeah 19 yeah. I just I don't I don't see it this year because they haven't done what they had to do to address it. And we said that a million times and you know, um I feel for the city a little bit because everybody's been very happy here with the Astros winning. It's you know, been a long, long time coming. But you know, if you go flashback to last year's draft podcast, They said if you draft like that, you're doing your city a disservice, right? So here's the point, folks. I, I don't know where help's going to come from, but they better hurry up and, and get it. And, and I don't know what that means from the system. I don't know if that means you're just going to power arm everybody out of the bullpen. I don't know if that means you're going to put something in the rotation. I don't know if you're going to ask more of what you already have because you know what you can't count on right now. Whitley cannot come up here and help. Martin's out. Bukowskis is the only in the bullpen. And, and you don't have Keuchel. You don't have Morton. And McCullers is out. Now, how much better of a team does this look? If you don't let Morton get away, Right? You extend Cole, say two years to match Morton of Verlander's window, right? For a lot of money. And you bring in Keichel. How much better does this team look? You're back to what you had in 17, right? That's not a bad club. They opted to do none of those things. None of them. Not one, not half of it, not a third, not a quarter, not a fingernail's worth. Well, it's possible you don't get Brantley and Wade Miley. Why not? Okay, Wade Miley, fine. Brantley, yes, we'd like to have him. Wade Miley, yeah. If I'm going to trade out, Right. Well, yeah, no doubt. I'm trading that out. I'm not worried about Wade Miley. He's been better than you thought he would be, though, right? For or, now. Huh? For now. But he's but again, there's you know, a couple years ago we talked about there's a difference between being between built to get to October and win in October. And this club is built to get to October. It's built to be competitive. It's built to kind of tease the fans a little bit. It's a little wishing and hoping after a certain point. And it's always hard to talk about it for me this way because I mean, Jason, these guys are still big leaguers it's amazingly difficult to do what they do and it has to be appreciated, but there's championship winning players and then there's championship winning parts, right? And the Astros are a team full of hitters that, I mean, it's pretty good. It's a pretty good offensive club. And they got two bona fide starters. And my next favorite guy is Brad Peacock and he's shown flashes of wearing down, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's partially because of overuse. So, um, they gotta do something. They had to do something. I mean, they started out with um, who's the guy you liked again? We started out with in the rotation, right hander, <laughs> Colin, Colin McHugh.
0: Because I said he'd won 19 games, Jeremy.
1: He's been really good in the we, bullpen. We got though. Wade Miley. Does anybody here feel good about those guys taking the ball extended times? Not for a piece. Not not for a piece, but extended runs. Yeah. In the postseason. Um, I'm not saying that Miley and McHugh can't help in the postseason. They've done it. But in what role? Yeah, is it two innings? Is it an inning? Is it three? Davinsky, the league's starting to figure him out. Can't get, can't get right-handers out, right? No breaking ball. So, can only do this for so long before people start adjusting. Relievers are not exactly the most stable, mm-hmm. right? Relievers are volatile. They're volatile. So, I, I look. I hope they find something because I, I want the city to continue. I want the position players who are here trying to maximize it, and I know they have the resources to go get it. The question is where, and if I'm them. And I know my window is closing and I'm doing an honest honest assessment of what I've got in the minor leagues. An honest assessment. I'm putting Kyle Tucker on the next thing out of here. He's out, he's gone. And if you want Whitley and a broken down Whitley, I'll take a little bit back on him and he's gone too. You know why? Because I'm going to pay Cole, I'll do everything I can to, can to do so. I'm going to go get me another couple of starters. I'm going to keep the window open with just some players I have for two more years. That's what I got anyway. That's what I got. And then I'm starting over. I'm starting over. I'm, I'm going to do it like that anywhere. I can do it for... Just compete for two years and waste Verlander's last couple of really good seasons he's got left, right? And and lose Garrett Cole because he wants to go home and he's not going to feel that warm and fuzzy about Wheeling about about winning. Rather, just like you lost Charlie Morton because you didn't appreciate him. I'm paying people. I'm going through 2022 and that's it. I'm starting over. That's me.
0: If you had to choose any player that is allegedly on the market and you would give up Kyle Tucker form which pitcher would you get would it be Stroman would it be Boyd would it be Robbie Ray no, Other Robbie Ray trade no not like that well, well yeah well, how about how about uh, MLB network it was Bukowskis Whitley Whitley and Derek Fisher for Robbie Ray come on now that is the most ridiculous trade proposal I've ever heard. Maybe, maybe not ever heard, but listen. It was, it
1: was, it was, that was no, I, I'm looking at I'm looking north of the board a little bit. I don't think Stroman would play well in this clubhouse. I think mean, it's a, it's a more relaxed, more professional clubhouse. I mean, I know that they have energy, but you know, Bregman and Altuve and Correa and and Brantley and Reddick and Marisnik and let's keep going and Springer have a pretty good chemistry about them. Stroman's going to come here and win. But I don't know how he'd fit in the clubhouse with his approach. Just don't. I'm not saying he's a bad clubhouse guy. Just has to mix, right? Um, but I'm going north of the border because those guys have to tear it down too. So it might be a match there. Jeff Be wanting to trade somebody there. They, whoever Toronto's going to ask for for a guy like Strowman, and they should is mm-hmm. going to be like, hey, I want Tucker and something. Mm-hmm. And the Astros going to say no. Just going to say no. And Tucker's a guy here that's blocked. Like he's blocked now. Are you going to? Re- okay, let's go back. reddick has got one more year. I think he's got 21 is his last year of his deal, right? 18, 19, 20, and 21, I think.
0: So Reddick is signed through 2020.
1: Okay. So he's signed through 2020. So is Tucker ready? Because if he is, you don't resign Reddick. If you don't trade him, you better get him here and leave him here.
0: I've, I imagine after two years in AAA, if he's not ready, then.
1: Okay. So let's just, let's just say that he's ready, but he's not ready to contribute and hit 330. He's not ready to do it. Reddick's doing, which is what two fifty ish, two sixty. Better
0: than that this year. Yeah,
1: on average though, it's two sixty and fifteen. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So <clears throat> he's not ready to be a productive major leaguer yet. That's productive. Okay. You are taking a step backwards there. You've already got a guy in the outfield, Marisnik, who's your defensive specialist, right?
0: You're Listen, take- if if Tucker can't make produce those numbers. Mm-hmm. Then you've got big problems, right? So
1: why not? Why take the chance on it here? Why not just trade him or bring him up and trade Raddick and get some pitching? Well, listen, I don't know. Do something, Jason. Do something with it. You know, I'm I'm getting Tucker out of here as fast as I can. I missed out on Real Muto. Now I'm going to do it for pitching. You know, we'll we'll see what he does, but. um He's going to have to come up here and produce, and and he's blocked as far as I'm concerned. Reddick's earned an extension. He does this again. He's earned an extension, you know, especially in American League and Houston. He's he's made for this city a little bit. He's made for the club. You know, he's loved here. He's not going to want to go anywhere.
0: Time now on the podcast where we revisit Jeremy's old scouting reports, and I think I've got a good one. One that's rather timely. It's a surprise. I know that. Not saying that this is a superstar by any means. This is 2013. Oh. Outfielder, Vanderbilt University. Okay. Do you want me to read it to you and you can guess? Mike Yastrzemski? <laughs> yeah. Mike Yastrzemski. Yeah. Yeah, I think we took him that year actually late. Regular. Left fielder in major league role. Can play center field for a day if he needs to. Stays inside the ball. Has long, patient at bats. Doubles power. Doubles power with pull-side homer potential. Grinder that plays above his tools, does the little things that the played in on the bases to produce runs. Instinctual defender in the outfield that gets good jumps and reads. Gamer who doesn't quit. Is it different scouting the son of a major leaguer or the grandson of a major leaguer or the grandson of a Hall of Famer? Are there biases that have already been planted in your head when you see a kid like this and you see the name on the roster and you see the name if it is on the back of his jersey?
1: I think you'll wonder. I don't think there's any biases. I think I think you I think you wonder how good he's going to be because the name is it means something in baseball history, right? I mean, this kid was was his own type of of tough though, you know, and he's what, Baltimore now? He's? Uh, no, he's with the Giants. Giants. Right, Giants. He was started the year with Baltimore, didn't he?
0: He started his career um with the Orioles. Right. I think that was, I think was and I think he was a he was traded okay. during
1: spring training. Yeah. All right. So I knew he was with Baltimore at some point. But he's uh <clears throat> he was a guy that we took, didn't sign. Um once he went back to Vanderbilt and went like the eighth round, something like that. But he was a he was a producer. He was a, a gutsy player. He was he was fun to watch play because he gave everything he had. He didn't take his bats off, he worked through things and um, Vanderbilt, you know, is, is an environment where, you know, I mean, Corbin's easy to easy and fun to play for, right? So, you know, I wouldn't say there's any biases. i just say that that name means a lot in baseball. It just does. And, you know, he's he hasn't necessarily lived it to be in a Hall of Famer, but he's a big leaguer, you know? And it's, uh, that was an interesting year, 2013. I think that's when I saw Mancini too, right? Trey Mancini?
0: Mm, I don't know. I don't it have it in year. front of me. Yeah, it was the same year.
1: Interesting. But, uh, no, Ustremski was fun.
0: Right now... Hitting two fifty-seven, seven homers, twenty-five runs driven in. How many bats? One hundred and sixty plate good. appearances.
1: So, what, what grades did I give him?
0: He almost got demoted, um, but he's had a little bit of a surge here. Player comparison. Do you remember what you wrote? <laughs> I don't. I'm not telling you. Do you don't remember? I don't remember. Mike Greenwell.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. I, I stand by that.
0: You said seventh round would take in the seventh round. He went in the fourteenth to the Orioles. That's when he signed in twenty thirteen. Okay. You would taking you had the Mariners had taken him previously in uh, 12. 12. Yeah, that's right. And um, what numbers do you want?
1: What what I give him for a hit tool? Just lost it. It's all right, Greenwell was a uh, about two eighty and fifteen. That was my Greenwell. bunch of doubles, right? Two eighty and fifteen played left field. Um, very good hitter. Very good hitter, but nothing flashy. He was a productive left fielder back in the you know back when he played. Ustremski, um, if he gets you know three hundred bats at this pace, you know three hundred fifty bats, which I don't know that he'll get that many. If he gets three hundred bats, it's you know two two sixty and fifteen. Hitting
0: ability, you gave him a uh, 55 future. That would be 285. Uh, raw power, 50.
1: Yeah. Look at you. Power production, how, was it 45 or 50?
0: Power production is a 45. Yeah, so it's 12.
1: Yeah. Okay, what
0: else? So do I just say this is where you were right again? I, I'm getting tired of this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I guess the reports are holding up okay from when I was with Seattle.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, the uh, New Balance Future Stars series International Week. Excuse me. Leading up to International Week, we had yep. Nationals 2020. Yeah. You had two of the top 10 players in the country there, Cruz. Dylan Cruz, Yeah. and Drew Romo, catcher yep. from the Woodlands. Cruz is an outfielder from Florida. We talked a little bit about this on Sports Extra. Um, how many arms did
1: you have throwing 90 or plus 84, 90 mile an hour or better arms in one, uh, team event. This is not like, you know, uh, our, our combines or the area code games or something like that. This is the, you know, this is 90, you know, this is teams like Marucci or Orlando Scorpions or dirtbags. And we had 84 guys over 90 miles an hour. <clears throat> we had it some. The estimate our scouts came up with: there'll be 120, 130 guys drafted out of this event, whether it's now or in college. That's your most, you think, oh, since you've by been f- by far. Since For, you've you be developed doing, the program, we've been doing this three years. So, like to have you know, 30 teams what we had in the event, and to have a third of those players be drafted at some point. What we are, we think, first of all, first rule of scouting: if you're anybody who doesn't think you're smarter than anybody else, is that you know you're wrong. Okay, so we think 120. That's eh, probably 175. I mean, it's just it's guys you don't think are going to develop, right? Um, it's it was an exciting five days. I mean, it flew, and you know, today we started the next level and getting that later. But um, we had you know we had guys like Dylan Cruz and Drew Romo and you know Zach Veen and Michael Brooks and Nolan McLean and Marco Raya and. Uh, Tink Henson, and Nick Griffin. So where Ray are these Bishop kids going? And...
0: To, you're, you're just rattling I'm, off names, I'm, I'm, Jeremy. I'm I don't going. know where they're going.
1: I'm, I'm rattling names because we're going to... I
0: don't know where these kids are going. No, where we'll are go, they going? They'll, Give they'll, us some context, all please. All those
1: kids are going to Fenway as part of the New Balance <sighs> Baseball okay. national team. Okay. okay. Um, the schools are going to allegedly, as it sits today... Or, these are uh, committed. Committed. Yeah. The, the, the schools are going to go to are allegedly, because they have to get to campus first, LSU and... Uh, Florida, Cruz and, and Ro- Cruz and Romo are LSU. LSU. Yep. Brooks is Arkansas. Brooks is Arkansas. Hence is Arkansas. Griffin's Arkansas. Braylon Bishop's Arkansas. All four. Wow. Yeah. Um, McLean is uncommitted. M- Nolan McLean has and, and look. Uh, give me Abel. a little. Give us Nolan. Mc- <clears throat> Nolan McLean's from the Dirtbags. He's in North Carolina. He's a two-sport athlete. He's a football quarterback. He's th- you know corner infielder, and he's a pitcher. And outside of Mick Abel who we've had for three years, who's up to 98, and it's a heavy, heavy, as I like to call furry, 98 miles an hour with with break, with breaking ball, plus breaking ball and change up. And I told three years ago, I told his dad, so I talked to his dad, Neil Abel today, I said, because it would be the you know, top five pick, and it looks like it might be top five pick, right? But Nolan McLean probably is the second best fastball in the country. It's 95 and 96. It's got angle. It's heavy on the hands. It's uncomfortable. It's a miss me with that fastball. I don't want to see it. It's pretty good. And how is he uncommitted? Because he's trying to play football as well. And oh. he wants a school to go play both at. So um, for right now, he's uncommitted. Not because somebody hasn't tried to commit him. But he'll be in Fenway as well. So that was fun. Jake DeLeo, um, physical kid, huge power. From? stealer, uh Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Uh, play with the dirtbags in this event. Uh, just athletic. Just athletic. School that he is uh, projected to attend? MLB. <laughs> so... It's a fun event, was, and that's look. That's just the beginning. It's just a few teams. It's just the beginning. There were there were guys named uh, Devin Ornelas who who had good took a good event and hit all those pitchers really hard, you know. He's going to TCU. Committed to TCU.
0: And and these are events that baseball fans can go see, right? You don't have to be a parent or a scout or anything else. You can just go, pay the parking charge, which I think was a which was a um, uh, a very affordable five dollars.
1: It was five dollars, Jason. Was,
0: and yeah you can go and
1: you can watch these games yeah are there more games coming up so this week we have the next class down which is a class of 2021 or the six so these are years. high school juniors go, high school rising juniors correct mm-hmm. and they are um impressive so far we have Ben Sheet's son out there today Seaver uh, we have we have Chad Moller's son Chad's our, our national casting coordinator along with Danny Arduin and uh his son Luke is here um it, it was fun it was fun it's a fun first day and or second day, we had testing yesterday. But, um, yeah, we, we're going to get through the week and announce the national team and, and world team next week. Um, we got one spot we're trying to figure out, just one. And there's three or four guys, including one kid in this event as an underclass that we're really paying attention to. And Ooh. if he's good enough to go, we're going to take him. And, and you know what? Unfortunately, if he's good enough to go, he's just not ready compared to who's there. He has another year. But he would. if we didn't think the world of him, he wouldn't be in consideration. We've seen him for a couple of years.
0: If you didn't think the world of him to be on Team USA.
1: If we didn't think the world of him to be in our national team, he wouldn't, we wouldn't be talking about it. All right.
0: Well, everybody, thank you for uh, tuning in once again. We're trying out some new um, technology here. And uh, because of that, my mind was kind of drifting from time to time. So I'm sorry if I wasn't as clear and concise as I should have been. My apologies to you, Jeremy. <clears throat>
1: You take three hours to edit this stuff every time we do it. If it's going to make your life easier, I'm okay. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see how this works. We um, are trying a little different camera
0: setup. And um, yeah, let's see how that goes. Absolutely. So also, if you are into podcasts, and if you're listening to this, you probably are, please leave us a comment below, questions, suggestions, you name it. We want to hear it. Also, don't forget to check out Mia Gradney's podcast, Give Mia a Minute, and of course, Grace White from KHOU has another phenomenal podcast, award-winning, so definitely check out all those, and please let us know what you like, what you think we could improve on here on Extra Basis. Are
1: we back on iTunes now?
0: We are back on iTunes. That That's another story. Um... We, we changed our hosting site and the hosting site wasn't automatically sending them to iTunes. That's all I'm really going to say. Okay. So right. now but we're back. They're back on iTunes, but there's another extra basis account. So now we have two accounts. We have the old account and we have this new account and our, our goal is to bring them all together, to merge them, Jeremy, to merge them, we to are make this one big happy family. That's right. All right. <laughs> Once again, we've done thirty-five. Yeah, months. it's
1: just it's what it is. All right, everybody, it's what it is.
0: For Jeremy, I'm Jason. Thanks for tuning in to Extra Bases.